Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life to share their experiences and helpful advice. And today I have Autumn from She's a Wreck, and she's going to share with us some advice and some of her story about depression and anxiety. Now, this is a very special episode for me because this is something that I know as moms, we don't talk about often. Now, we'll be talking about a lot and actually sharing several links. So make sure that you go to realhappymom.com slash 10 to get all of the show notes with all of the links. Now, let's jump in and talk to Autumn. Hey, Autumn, welcome. Hi, hi. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, before we get started, I think it's so cool what She's a Wreck stands for. So I would love for you to tell everyone what She's a Wreck is short for. Absolutely. So She's a Wreck um, has double meaning. For one, it means literally that some days I am a literal mess as (laughs) an imperfect woman, wife and mom and business person. um, I find that Um, we in society, we get caught up in just being perfect all the time. And sometimes it's okay to just not be everything. Um, And then as I embarked last um, over the last year and a half on my journey of self care and rediscovery, she's a wreck also means she's a woman rediscovering and embracing change and knowledge. So it has like double meaning acronym plus personal um, meaning as well. That is so awesome. I love it. I really, really love it. Now, can you tell us just a little bit about you and your journey? I know I've kind of um, kind of stalked you a little bit and I, I know a little bit about you, but I wanted you to tell the listeners a little bit more about you and um, yeah, just your journey through motherhood. Perfect. Okay. So I am a wife and mom of two. And currently right now we live in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I first became a mom when I was 19 years old. And although I was already out on my own and graduated from high school and working, I was quite literally in all sense of the word, a teen mom, because I was 19. Um, shortly after my son's second birthday, we became pregnant with my daughter and welcomed her, you know, a few months after that. Um, and it's just been a journey. I feel like I everybody has different experiences in their motherhood journey. For me, motherhood has been a test of my identity, my physical well-being and my mental health. And But it's also been a joyous experience as well, just like learning and growing through raising children and all the experiences that come with motherhood. So it's just been kind of a a wild ride over the last, my son's going to be eight, so the last eight years. Now you do have your blog, She's a Wreck, which I mentioned. And on there, I did notice that you had a series on mental health for moms, which I thought was awesome. But I just wanted to know, why is mental health for moms so important to you? Well, you know, it all is very personal for me. So mental health is important um, for me, especially as it relates to motherhood, because for, um, for a long time, it was my reality. Um, I suffered through postpartum depression with my son without really knowing what was happening. I thought this was just normal. You know, this is how things are supposed to go. But then it was through talking um, to my husband, like, you know, there is a problem that I'm seeing here. There's something wrong. And then going to my um, 
healthcare provider and just figuring out how to get through something like this. Um, and so I had that experience with my son. And then when my daughter came, I was, I knew that, that I was susceptible to, um, to suffering in the same way. And it wasn't as extreme as it was with my son, but it was my reality and it was my experience. And then, you know, after long after postpartum depression had ended, I also started to just have these feelings of, um, anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation and just all these different things that was a combination of me not really knowing who I truly was. And um, it's just been kind of been a part of who I was since becoming a mom. And I know that there are other mothers out there who suffer in silence and who don't know about the resources that are out there available to them or who feel shame or guilt because they may not be in a joyous place when they're when their baby is first born um and it might be something that they can't shake and i don't want that shame to just continue to to be associated with it and i i want to use my platform to bring awareness and that is so so awesome because um for me personally like i i really admire women that are able to speak out about it because i feel like it's one of those things that we just don't talk about. And um, especially being a, a first generation American and being a black woman, it's kind of one of those things is like, you don't really talk about it. Like we don't have those kind of, well, we have problems, but we don't talk about it. Like we just deal with it kind of thing. So I think it's awesome that we are bringing light to it. And especially for me, I had a really good friend who confided in me and told me, hey, I'm suffering from what I think is postpartum depression, and it kind of scared me a little bit. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? So it's it's really awesome to to hear the stories and be able to see the resources out there because there is help out there. Um, but also I was listening to a podcast recently about um, mental health because on October 10th was um, mental health, uh, I think it's mental health awareness or mental health day. Yes. Thank you. And it was that episode was awesome. I will make sure I link that in the show notes. It was awesome. But basically, one of the things that they were sharing was that everyone deals with depression in some way, shape or form. Some people it's just kind of situational. Some people is more long term or it's really like a clinical um, issue that they are having. But I just wanted you to share a little bit about your story and um, how you struggled with mental health and are able to overcome it as well. Um, absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. I, um, it was about, I want to say like two or three years ago when, um, I was, it was, I was noticing a little bit more, um, anxiety. Like I've always, um, for, I remember back in high school, early days, I would suffer from panic attacks. So I wouldn't know, I didn't know what they were. I just felt, you know, like I, I would feel like a heavy, elephant was sitting on my chest and I couldn't breathe. Um, and so I knew that I'd had those experiences, but I was beginning to have them a lot more. Um, I was also in a constant state of fear and worry and sadness. And so, um, I just, I spoke to my, um, my, um, my physician and, and she recommended, she was like, Hey, maybe you should, 
um, speak to this psychiatrist and then try some, um, some therapy as well. And so um, I followed her instructions and I reached out to a therapist. I did a lot of research and searching. I found um, after <laughs> trying out four people that didn't work, I found the therapist that worked, <laughs> that worked for me. Um, it was in through therapy, I was able to see that maybe I was suffering for longer than I thought I was, but I wasn't able to really see to see what it, see it for what it was. Um, and I was on the medication, and I went to therapy. I still go to therapy. It's now it's just a part of my life. It just gives me a moment to be able to talk through my issues and kind of work through the things that are going on for me. Um, I haven't been on medication awesome. for the last year, which I'm um, I'm happy about. Yeah, because I'm in a, a place now where I'm able to know my triggers. I'm able to um, differentiate. And through, I feel like a lot of rediscovering who I am as a person and the things that make me happy, I've been able to also heal a lot of the depression that I was going through. Um, so it's just been, I feel like, what I want to say, uh, a real life journey. I've been suffering all my life with even at times when I didn't know. And I'm able now as an adult to look back and say, hey, you, you know, maybe you were suffering then and you didn't know how to handle it. But now I'm able to use the tools in my mental health toolkit to kind of just um, make sure that I'm staying on track and make sure that I'm taking care of my mental health as best as possible. That is awesome. Now, have you found that your husband or other family members were helpful in supporting you during this time when you were um, going through therapy and then after you were able to um, stop taking the medication? Because I think that's pretty awesome. So um, my husband has been my number one supporter um, with whenever I'm going through something, um, you know, he's always the first person that is, is there to, um, to be there for me and support me. So, um, when we, when I first, I was very weary about taking medication. I was like, I don't want to become a zombie. I don't want this to be my story. Like I, I really fought against having to take the medication and him and I, we, we just sat together and we looked, you know, looked at the, the, the pros and the cons as to getting on medication. And, um, I, you know, we worked through it. And so he's been a very um, big supporter in my life, but Actually, I felt because I felt the shame of like having this be my story. I didn't really want to speak to anybody else outside of my house about me take, being on medication or going through something like that. I obviously spoke to my mom about it and she was supportive as well as like going to therapy. She was a little bit more skeptical about medication. She was just like, she's very like naturalist, <laughs> like, you know, just heal this way. I had to explain to her that like, you know, the things that I'm suffering, it is not just situational it is a chemical imbalance that's in my brain and I need this to be able to support me through my therapy. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to make it through the hard things that I need to make it through in therapy. So I've had support. I've had nothing but positive support and throughout my journey and, and that's been great for me. And that is awesome. And I want to just say really quick that I know as a as a healthcare provider that there are times when medication is needed and I'm all about making sure that, you know, you're taken care of all the way around as far as your health, your mental health, physical health, emotional health, all that. So there are times when medication is needed and I am totally with it on that one. But I know that there is that kind of skepticism about, is this really going to work? Do you really need this kind of thing? So I think it's awesome that you are able to have the support that you need to, to push through that because it's, it's a really tricky situation. I think once the, 
at least for family members, they some people aren't as accepting of it. And I just think it's awesome that you're able to be like, look, this is what I need and this is what I'm going to do. So I, I applaud you for that. Important. It's important that um, I feel like it's important that for me, I've always just been a very blunt person. And it's, I've always been the kind of person like, this is what I'm going to do because it works for me. But I'm also a very um, detailed researcher. So if a doctor is going to prescribe me something, I'm going to make sure that I know all the side effects and I know what, what it's going to be doing to my body and what, how it's going to be helping me and how it could possibly hurt me if it can. Um, and I just was able to, to use that as a, you know, as a way to say like, here is the reason, here are the reasons why I'm not able to have a play date with my children because of this issue. And this is going to help me to normalize my life and get back into a place of feeling happy again. So I think just being able to come at it with, the information and come at it with the facts makes people more, you know, for in my case, people were more open to understanding why I was choosing this. So Autumn, you mentioned that um, you noticed that you were having some of the signs or starting to notice that something was wrong and that you were suffering from postpartum depression with your son um, when he was young. So how old is he now? So my son is going to be eight um, this, he's going to be eight this year. So I've so, been, um, so it's really been, I don't know, seven years. Seven years. So you've had seven years where you've kind of gone through the process of, of going through it and then identifying what the problem is and then actually dealing with it um, with um, therapy um, and then the help with your physician too as well. So I just want to know what are some things that you've learned over these past few years on what you should not do if you're suffering from depression or anxiety? Um, I know um, I feel like some of the things that we, we should not do is ignore the signs. So make yourself aware um, when you when you first become pregnant, possibly um, read some stories, read some articles and get some information from your physician. Um, and online, there are lots of um, websites online as well where you can go um, to learn about those symptoms um, for um, postpartum depression and make yourself aware and don't feel ashamed. If the, if the moment comes on when it feels more than just your regular sadness about something, whether it's like you keep crying or you keep having these crazy, what you feel to be crazy thoughts, um, in your, in your head about, um, certain things that are, is, that are happening in your life. Um, make sure that you, you don't just let them go by. You speak to someone about it, whether you're not feeling comfortable in the beginning, speaking to a physician, but go to a friend or go to a family member and tell them that you're having these, these feelings and then be, and work through that and then go speak to your doctor because it's really important to, just be open about it and know that know that it's not shameful and you're not the only one. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your baby, that you're not going to be a great mom. Those are um, it's just something that's happening to your body and your hormones. And um, your best thing to do is to seek help. Nice. Now, what are some things that moms can do to help with our mental health or whether it be resources or tips that you have to help us with that? Absolutely. So, um, like I said, I don't believe in letting things fester. I don't um, think that you, if you've had those experiences, I think you need to definitely reach out. But most importantly, um, I think that self-care is, and, um, is super important. And self-care is, um, you know, it's very big now. Everyone is speaking about it, but it's more than just 
a manicure and a pedicure. It is taking care of your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. And those are all things that contribute can contribute to you healing yourself um, from within. So um, I, I really love running. Running has been a, and running is not for everyone, but for me, running has been my outlet. It is the time that I am not a mom. I am not a wife. I am just autumn and I'm in this space and I'm doing something solely for me. And that helps me. Um, it's, you know, there, uh, I have a, a actual article on it, um, how it's helped me through my depression. Um, and then um, also you can journal. Journaling has is great. Find some great gratitude type of journals, things that you're thankful for. Affirmations also help. Um, I have them all over in places that I'm, I'm, I'm always sitting in. So I have some on my computer. I have some on my, um, my, my, my mirror. And I just repeat these things because I really believe that when you say things out loud, you're, you're speaking into an existence. So put up some positive affirmations around you and speak those things into, into your soul and speak those things into your mind and start to feel, um, feel them and believe them. I also think meditation is a great tool because it teaches you control. And um, a, a big part of having um, an anxiety disorder like me is um, you, uh, I suffer from a piece of like not being able to have that control. Like I, like I, I get anxious about not having control. And so meditation is something that I'm practicing to be able to help me to control my breathing and control my thoughts. And so meditation is a super, super um, useful tool. I mean, the list can go on and on of all the things that you can do. Um, reading as well, reading some self-help books um, that, that are out there. Um, and then just making sure you connect with um, other people in your community. So find other moms um, or other women in your life um, that you that you look up to or that that may offer some kind of advice for you and just kind of use them as your, um, your community, use them as your village and um, speak and reach out for help when you need it. And so I think th th those are the, some of the things that I think are super important when you're, um, when you need to deal with your and That is awesome. And I love that you brought up running because I was listening to a lady that was saying like, here is the number one thing that will help cure you of your depression and anxiety. And of course I wanted to see what it was because she said one thing and that one thing was exercise. And she was just saying how when you exercise, it releases all those hormones that make you happy and feel good. So it counteracts those feelings of depression and anxiety. Yes. It releases into your brain, like the, uh, like a feeling mm -hmm. of euphoric. Um, and whether you're like, you're like, you're maybe like, oh, I got to get through this one more mile. It may hurt like probably, or you, you may not be into it, but afterwards, like the feeling of like completing a goal or having accomplishment is just like, they say, you know, it gives you that same euphoric feeling as what's like, let's say sex or something, you know, it's very, very good for your body. Yeah. So I'm an advocate for it. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad that we're on the same page on that one because, um, yeah, I have seen how exercise can really turn some things around, um, not just for, of course, your, your physical health, but your mental health as well. So that's awesome. Now, one of my favorite questions is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And I am so curious to hear what your answer is going to be on this one. Okay, so if I had to choose just one, um, <laughs> okay, if I had to choose just one, I would choose to be in um, invisible invisibility because okay. there are just so many concerts and so many things that I want to <laughs> sneak into and I want to do that I just I'm not able to do because I don't have access to. Like, just imagine being able to 
hop on a plane and be invisible and go anywhere in the world and just kind of just be in the moment and no one knows that you're there. So yeah, I think I would do that. And I would also probably sneak in my kid's room at night to kind of like see, <laughs> make sure, <laughs> sure they're going to bed on time. <laughs> kind of. Yes, that would be awesome. I love that one. That's a good one. Now, Autumn, where can our listeners find you on social media or to learn more about you? Great. So um, I have my website, she'sarec.com on there. I share a lot of practical parenting tips. Um, and I also have a focus on um, empowering women to pour into themselves. I'm all about um, giving you honest and real self-care um, advice and mental health tips as well. That's where I also host my mental health mom series, where moms are sharing their stories, of their experiences with mental health in order to bring awareness. So she's erect.com is my main platform, but you can also find me on Instagram. She's erect and Twitter. She's erect. I'm she's erect all over the internet. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much, Autumn, and thank you so much for listening. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. To find all the links in the show notes, make sure you go over to realhappymom.com slash 10. There you'll find all the links and all the information that Autumn shared. Now, if you are having suicidal thoughts and need help, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255 to speak with someone confidentially and to get the support and resources that you need. You are not alone and you can definitely get the help. Now, if you found this podcast useful for you, please make sure that you share it and also subscribe. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.